Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, patrons. Welcome to Tuesday. What day? Tuesday. Today we'll be joined by a couple of our friends from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and JS Online. At 7.15, it's Spoon, Tom Silverstein. And at 7.45, the Hater. Jeff Patrickus. And now, alongside Rob Vogel and John Audius, here's... Mike Lucas. Beware or not a Greek bearing gifts. I'm Greek and I got a gift for Vogel. Oh, no. My wife (laughs) has grown so tired and weary of him whining about a pencil sharpener. (laughs) In my hand, I have a pencil sharpener. Nobody nobody whines more than Vogel unless it's Chris Paul. You know know what's funny is I actually found ours last night at the house. Oh, sure. So I sharpened pencils. So you're going to throw that away No, no, no. I'm definitely going to keep that. I'm going to set that right over here if I can not fall off the chair doing it. Don't lose it. No, I'm not. I'm going to show John. I'll set it over there. Thank you very much. What's fancy about it? I'm going to check it out. Speaking of which, I almost brought you guys gift. A gift this morning, course, but you didn't. No, because of time reasons, I'm going to bring it tomorrow. Uh, is it breakfast. It'll be breakfast. It is? Yep, wow. it'll be breakfast. It'll be a special breakfast, but it's going to take me time to prepare it before I bring it in for the show, and I didn't have time today to do that. You make it so, eggs and bring them in a big pan. No, and then like, no. What pancakes? What would I be bringing in if we were going to have something we are always whining about that we don't get in the mornings? Pancakes. Like he said, pancakes. No. Pancakes. They always pancakes. get those in the afternoon. Not cakes. We're always looking what do you for. Call a, it? We're always looking for a deal from somebody to hook us up with this beer. Stuff. Right, but oh, it's Madison Craft Beer Week. I got to get on that. No, Sorry, something guys. Well, that's eat, right. Though. It is Madison Craft Beer Week. I'll get on so it. So that would go good with breakfast tomorrow. You call it hotcakes or pancakes? Pancakes. Pancakes. Yeah. A lot of people call them hotcakes. No, they don't. Sure, they not that? anymore. Not anybody. What do you mean? Uh, nobody does. Not not anybody. <laughs> that could be today's poll question. You wanted a poll question. I did. Did you? Did you reach out to me? I did on Twitter. I couldn't. I I couldn't understand what? quite the the tweet whether you wanted our patrons to suggest poll questions or you wanted me to come up with one for today. No, that was you. Uh, I do was we have asking, the results from yesterday. Yeah, we do. So this is uh, Mike Lucas's poll question yesterday. Who had the worst Sunday? Yelich, Lopez, and Bledsoe, the officials for Houston Golden State, or the Night King? And sixty five percent said Brooke Lopez and Eric Bledsoe, your winner. Twenty four percent the Night King. It's just ending right now. It literally just said just ending. So those are the final results. All right. All I'm saying is that out of that group, uh, one didn't survive. So that would have to be like the worst Sunday, right? Wait, are you spoiling it no, again? It's twenty four hours. It. It's past twenty four hours. There's nothing about spoiler alerts you have to worry. All I'm going to say is this: one, one person, one entity listed. Uh, Went to pieces on Sunday. Okay. That's I all I'm going to say. I think Went I can figure that out. Uh, speaking of which, I did see a video clip or two on uh, social media yesterday from your show that uh, now I get what you're talking about, how 
dark it was. Like yeah. I, I was looking Total at like, has this been run through some sort of crazy filter that you can hardly see. I saw see the same it? thing. I was just gonna say I saw a video clip online Very and frustrating. I, I know what you're talking about. And there's a whole community of people online, Lukey, that are just like you and said, I never saw the battle. I turned my TV's brightness all the way up. I still couldn't yeah, see anything. It, there was nothing you could do. You it was totally out of your control and that's the way they like it. That's the way they've been from day one with this series apparently. But I mean it, I felt like I, I lost about 45 minutes of the show because I couldn't see it. Couldn't see it. I yeah. couldn't see any of the characters. Pe- I couldn't see what was going on. I could hear the grunting and the groaning and the the shrieking, which is really <laughs> eerie because of the the ensuing battle yeah. between the army of of the dead. Yeah, uh, but, I guess. I don't know. Pe- people My, said, yeah, people online said. They uh, needed to shorten it up. They, they, in, they wanted to use that technique, that approach. You didn't have to go as long as they did with it. But here's the thing. People said they were in a dark room. They had their brightness turned up. They still couldn't see it. But then other people in the conversation said, my TV is perfectly fine. Really? Yeah. Like and I they see were everything. seeing things we couldn't see. Yeah. Maybe they have like a oh, special. A sorcerer. Maybe it was made for like a special TV that really displays things well. I also well. did spend a few seconds uh Going down the rabbit hole of uh, looking at Frank Kaminsky's timeline on Twitter. Yeah, he had all sorts of questions, yeah. and he posted them yesterday. So he he didn't pay any attention to that twenty four hour rule. No, people were upset with him with the with the spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, he and some others. Exactly. So I didn't really give away anything yesterday. I just li- threw out a name, and, and it could have been the person's name. You know, the Night King could have had a better day than anyone on that list. It, it didn't necessarily mean he had a really really bad day. That was up to your own interpretation. Mm. You know who else got in trouble was Lashawn McCoy. People have been going after him because he took his kid to see the Avengers movie that just came out. Is it Endgame? Okay. Is that yep. the name of it? And Don't spoil that because I do want to see well, that exactly. eventually. He came out of the movie and was basically immediately on social media w- upset about this or questioning that and giving away things on social media. And people people were more upset about that than some of the off-the-field issues that he's had. That that movie made a billion bucks the first week. Oh, it was crazy. Probably. Have you watched any of the series? Oh, yeah. I've seen a ton of Super... Not all of them. They all kind of blend together for me. Yeah, zero for me, too. Zero of the events. So we need a poll question is what what this is all about. How about the phrasing you guys can work on? Um, Who will be the second most impactful player for the Milwaukee Bucks tonight? The second most impactful player. Do we have to spell it out that Freak is not included? The second most impactful player. Yeah. For the Milwaukee Bucks tonight, so the list would include right Middleton, okay. Bledsoe, Lopez, and now we're limited to one. Correct? One more. Um, should we go bench, or should we actually name somebody from the bench? I think we should name or, other. Or could you just take out the word player and who will have the second greatest impact? And you could could. Coach Bud. On yeah, but how, we can't. No, what adjustments do they make? Sub- what changes? Too subjective. I'll we, put they, other. 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 Yeah, because that because already yesterday they were saying, well, we don't have to make any adjustments. We just have to play with more intensity and urgency. All right. So how are we going to determine whether they made any adjustments whatsoever, or or their execution was better from one game to the next? So other is okay. Mm-hmm. Who else is in the starting lineup? I can't even think right now. Who did I miss in the lineup that we should have put? Well, not in the starting nah, Sterling lineup. Brown uh, doesn't count because no. he, he, he's not a star. Other would be better. You could put bench because then you're including it. Could be somebody like. But the, you know, well, wonder if it's Sterling Brown so or it's Meritich. Could be Sterling like Brown that. though, but he's not. He doesn't. He's not prominent enough to put his name out there. No, I think other because then you can, like you said, you can pick from Meritich. You can pick from Brown if you wanted to. You can go off the board. And, a Hill. 
Connaughton or something. Ilyasova? Yeah, yeah. I'll go other. Here we go. Posting right now. Okay, okay. Who do you think it will be? Posted. Well, I think it needs to be Bledsoe. He needs to not, you know, be that bad as he was in game one to be so out of the offense. Not even not just not hitting shots, but not taking many shots or getting many looks and certainly can't get I, used on the defensive end. I felt so much better about the Bucks' chances after watching a game last night than I did prior to watching the game. Why is that? Because you saw Philly bounce back against yes. Toronto after being yes. routed? Yes. And now the circumstances are different because the Sixers are on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I saw out of that game was Toronto just not playing with the same urgency after winning game one on the home floor. I was wondering. I, I saw the same thing, and I was wondering. I wonder if Paul Pierce would say, oh, it's over for Toronto. They lost a game, so it must be over, right? So that made me feel better as a Bucs fan. Right. Toronto lost a game. It happens. It's seven games. These are two good teams. You're going to lose one game. You're going to lose two. You might lose three. Mm-hmm. Newsflash. So, yeah, I, I, that made me feel better, too, when I, mean, I saw that. Toronto shots 36% from the How many times are you going to win in this league shooting 36%? Not that the Sixers shot that much better. They were closer to 40%. Um, I, I think one of the keys tonight, we can talk about a little bit more later, the free throw shooting was incredible last night for the Sixers. They were 24 of 26 from the line. Right? That's pretty good. Well, yeah. With a sick Joel Embiid. Hold, hold yeah, on. Yeah, he uh, looks playing. sick, too. Hold on, guys. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you fire. 24-26, that is really good. Oh, that's a heck of a hot take. That now. is really good. I wish I could have beaten you to it, but no, that's good Good on your part. Because uh, in another game last night, uh, Denver beat Portland 121-113, uh, and Denver was 27-31 from the strike. You know, two things stand out, getting there and then making shots when you get there. Those add up at the end yes. of the game, for sure. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, what? the other reason I think people probably are freaking out a, a little bit more than they should over the Bucks losses, Bucks fans aren't used to, when, when you see a loss in the playoffs, usually for the last 20 years, you think, oh, crap. You know, you, you just think, oh, that's just one of four that are bound to happen. I think they've kind of been trained as well at some level. It was so complete, though. That, that, I don't know if that makes you feel any better. Have they lost on a buzzer beater on Sunday? Would you feel any better about game two today than just getting their butt kicked from start to finish? Yeah, if, if the Bucks had played well and lost enough. I mean, they didn't play well. Beater. And I guess the assumption that's is the concern. for a team that won as many games as they did since they were the best team in the league throughout the regular season. The odds are that they're not going to play as poorly in game two. It's just, I mean, that's percentages. Aren't we playing percentage ball here? Yeah, you see a number of teams that, whether they win game two or not, usually bounce back in game two and play much better after being embarrassed in game one. We've seen it this playoffs. We've seen it throughout the history of the NBA. But knowing that it's pretty much must win for the Bucs, you can't go down 0-2 losing both games on your home court and come back, especially against a good team like Boston. I mean, but the... The, the mindset is, and this is, I mean, sure, Philly's mindset was, got to win one. That's it, right? Got to win one. Uh, Boston's mindset is, got to win one. So I don't know that their urgency will be as great tonight. Got to win one. You got to win one on the uh, opponent's court. And at least a small percentage of the negativity floating around on the back of Bucks fans' heads. One, they lost to Boston last year, so that's floating around. Oh, no, they can't beat them. And if you're an old-timer, you've seen enough in the 70s, 80s, whatever, of the Bucks having to go up against... Uh, the Celtics and lose in the playoffs over the years. Second hour of the show, we'll talk with Tom Silverstein from Milwaukee Journal Sentinel to give us his wrap up on how the Packers drafted. He's rapping? No, he's not rapping. Oh, Since sorry. you're not rapping, okay. we can't get anybody else to rap. 
since you declined our invitation. Don't look at me. To I'm be a rap master. Uh, I'll, I'll get to it. How about that? How's could, that for an answer? We could probably ask. Jeff Patrikas would probably agree to it, but I'm not sure that's something we want to hear. No. No, what do you think? No, no, no you're no, right. That's a good no. We do want to hear from Jeff, and we will do so at 745. Uh, when we c- come back, we're going to welcome back Aggie. Welcome back, Aggie. That's next on Lucas in the Morning. Had himself a great year. There's a fly ball hit back into center field. It's deep and it's gone. There it is. Number one for Jesus Aguilar. And he goes the other way. Deep to right field. And that's number two tonight for Jesus Aguilar. Look out. Here comes the big fella. They're going to sleep good. It's going to be a, a, a lot of nice. Right? Come back home and think about hitting, all that kind of stuff, watch video, all that kind of stuff. So tonight's going to be one of those nights like can be relaxed. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning with Vogel and Adias. Aggie is back with two home runs. I was hoping he would morph into LeBron James in the postgame. Not one, not two, <laughs> not three. Oh, wait, I'm not stuck on two yet. But what a refreshing <laughs> breath of air. Finally, he can breathe again. Take a deep breath. Aggie. Uh, we were talking about him yesterday morning, weren't we? That he went into, yeah. he went into the game hitting a, a cool uh, 123. <laughs> I think it was 123. He was hitting 123 with zero taters and five RBIs and 70-plus ABs. And then he homers twice and gets a single. Three hits, two home runs. Go figure. You it's baseball. That's baseball, crow, exactly. You should be eating crow after the way well, you guys we... dead and buried him. See He's again. talking about trading him, cutting him, get rid of him. You were even talking about sending, suggested sending him down. No, it made we sense. Ta- we did talk about whether or not he's farmable, sending yes. him out to the farm. No, he isn't. Yeah. Just let him find his way out of the slump, which he did thanks to the skipper, Craig Council, batted him against a lefty who he had some success with in the past, a lefty coming off the I.L., Freeland? What's his name? Uh, yeah. Gas can. He was a gas can last night. Gave up four in the first. Okay, so Vogel, you're a baseball coach, a manager. Well, sort of. Okay. Allegedly. What does it say about what Aguilar was dealing with if he breaks out of a slump with two home runs? Is it just, hey, that's baseball and things happen? Or was something else missing where all of a sudden the confidence sky? I mean, I don't understand how you go from a 1-2-3 batting average to two home runs in one night. Uh, certainly there's an element of that's baseball. Uh, it comes and goes like that. You could definitely tell what, what stood out to me was where he was hitting the ball. The one homer to, uh, to dead center field, uh, the other hits going to right field. When he's anybody, when you a right-handed hitter gets in a slump, nine times out of ten you'll see them being pole happy and that they're trying to pull the ball, they're trying to help it to left field, they're pulling off the ball. So nine times out of ten, when they take a couple of days off, they'll be working extra with the batting coach on the tee, in the cages, hitting it to center and right field, and that's exactly what he was doing, staying on the ball longer. Notice all the scribbling I have on this paper? Yes. Which can mean only one thing, a visit 
to the water cooler later in the morning. Oh boy! And the water cooler guy shows up again. See that? Come on, we need. All to hear I from see him. on there is right Andres now. Yes! Gal- Andres yes! Galarraga, the pink cat. The cooler is a good place to hang out in your office. Get up from your desk and go to the water cooler. Get some water while you're. That's enough. I wonder what kind of weekend he had. He's always in such good spirits, even though oh. you hate him, John. He's every day. And he knows that, too. He, he knows that. He's depressed. After what happened to the Bucks, he's pretty upset. Yeah, he nah, he's, he's not into the NBA. I saw him. He oh, has, no, he is. Yeah. I saw him. He had his antlers, his lighted-up shirt. He was upset. All right, so, John, when you're standing at the water cooler later this morning, you can wow people with some of this information that I'm going to lay on you. Okay. Aggie who was hitting 123, raised his batting average 33 points last night to 156 with his three hits. If you'll remember, last year he had 274, which isn't bad when you club 35 home runs and have 108 RBIs and 149 games. Normally that average isn't that high for a quote-unquote home run slugger. Would you both agree? Nowadays, sure. yeah. yeah. Yeah, for nowadays. that was his Last night was his first home run since September 30th. Um, after the game, I believe, or was it before the game? It might have been before the game. He heard from the big cat, Andres Galarraga. Called go. him and didn't give him any tips as far as getting out of the slump. More so it was, hey, hang in there type of thing, which is special because he he grew up looking up to Galarraga. You ever hear of him, John? Yeah, yeah, the big cat. Yeah, like, the big cat. Jesus yeah. looks a little bit like Andres Galarraga. I was going to say. They both big guy, wide body. Big man. Yeah, exactly. Right-handed hitter. He's, so that's he's at the adult table, unlike you, Vogel. <laughs> I have this chair that needs a seatbelt. Um, how do they know each other? Did he just reach out to him? Did the big cat, Andres Galarraga, just... Aren't they both from, from Venezuela? Where are they? Both from Venezuela? Vogel, where is uh, Andres Galarraga from? Check, sure. check that. Um, also, when you're standing at the water cooler, you can point out Milwaukee's homered in each of its first 15 home games. Uh, the, the record is 20 straight home games set by the Blue Jays in 2000. And shared by another team. They can get that. Important. Especially if Yelich comes back. All right. Galarraga was born in Venezuela. You are correct on that. Okay. So I'm sure that's where Aggie's from, too. You want me to look it up or are you going to do I, that? I'll do that, yeah. Uh, moreover, your twin, your lookalike, Zach Davies. <laughs> yeah. Listen to this. This is all stuff that you can use at the water cooler. He hasn't allowed an earned run at Miller Park in, his, in three consecutive starts. He hasn't allowed an earned run at Miller Park in three consecutive starts, which ties the franchise record. Established by Ben Sheets in 2004. Wow. His ERA, John, is 1.35. So when you talk to your twin today, yeah. congratulations. I will. Us. That's Those are amazing numbers. I don't know how he does it. And yes, indeed, I can report Jesus Aguilar, also born in Venezuela. All right, so it makes sense, doesn't it? Yes. Okay, that makes more sense. All and right, they're both big guys. The Rockies, even though they scored a, a meaningless run in the game, snapped a 24-inning stretch in which they hadn't scored against the Brewers dating back to last year. I mean, the Brewers have now won 11 of the last 13 against Colorado. Dating back to the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So now should we treat Fanboy to a highlight? I thought about it that when I saw the score that the Twinkies beat the Astros one to nothing, beat Verlander, which is not easy to do. So why don't we come back with uh, Homer in that game, and then the Cardinals scored six in the fifth to beat the Nationals. Cardinals have been the hottest team in baseball. Let's hear some of that sound. Okay, here we go. Here's the uh, first up, the Twins. Okay, hold on. What's going on? You're going to sniff for everybody? Is that what it is? You got to sniff your glue before you hit (laughs) the sound button? That's what I do when I. This is what John does. He sniffs a little Elmer's and then he hits the sound button. 
And the 3-2 pitch, a blaster right field and deep. Back it goes, deep it goes. Twins lead one to nothing. Adrianza homers. Who? Was that Provis? Uh, yes. Who? who? Yeah. Again, I ask you, who? E-H-I-R-O is his first name. Eero? Adrianza? Yeah. Who the, who the hell is that? That's uh, the Twinkies' 50th home run on the season. No, who is that that know. hit the home run? What do you care? You don't care. I, the Twinkies, I not a know. name of no. You're you don't the care. fan, boy. As soon who as we're that? done with this highlight, you won't care, and you'll be back uh, to on whatever's happening with the Yankees. Uh, nothing. Well, we're going to stay away from the Yankees. Today. He's from Venezuela, too. Really? How about that? Yeah. What a... What a small world! Huh? What a small world it is. Well, especially ever since they Too got bad you couldn't have added it. It took John to fill me well, in on that, it. But the, the Twins are just going to say they have a Venezuelan academy down there, and ever since they got Johan, oh, that's enough. We don't need to tap. See yeah. exactly. See? See? You that's that's what, uh, then I tried to give you a little info, and then that's, ah, I don't that's, care. That's Twinkie overload. Right. Uh, second the, in the major leagues in home runs, yeah, by the way, behind Seattle. Harrison Bader jump started the Cardinals last night. Bader hits it hard, deep right center field. That's it, way back toward the wall, and it is out of here. Home run. Harrison Bader with his third home run of the year, and the Cardinals are down by two. Don't sound so surprised. Your job is to call the game. Don't sound surprised when someone hits a home run. Really? We had a home run. Oh my God! What happened there? It went over the fence. What do I? What do I say next? Cardinals called again. Uh, St. Louis won three in a row and eight of nine, so they have been very hot. Been a good streak for the Cardinals. I'm just going to keep dropping Twins nuggets in between every little story no, that you do. Yep, no, Twins we, and Tampa I, Bay Rays tied I, with nine losses. For, that's the best in uh, Major League Baseball. I Thank thought I, I'd give you a, <laughs> a little love there for your Twinkies uh-huh. who have been playing well. They yeah. have been playing. And anytime, again, if you beat Verlander, you're doing something because it's amazing how he reinvented himself with Houston. It, it, it's a totally different pitcher than he was in those final years at Detroit. He had an arm injury or some issue of sort for a while there with Detroit, and people were starting to wonder if that was the end for him. You know, power pitchers, once they have an injury and lose something off their fastball, but he did get it back, as you mentioned, that late-season trade that took him to Houston. This is a milestone Tuesday, John. Okay. And uh, a couple of things happened over the weekend, one on Saturday and one on Sunday. Um, A couple of the better hitters in all of baseball are, are now linked together forever in perpetuity. It, you know that word? No, perpetuity. No, what's yeah. that mean? Well, just play the song. Is that a stomach virus that, that yeah. uh, Joel Embiid had? Do you want the uh, former Cardinal here first? No, no, I oh. don't want him. I want Bellinger first. Oh, and I got to get to those two guys. Okay, yeah, here we go. Go ahead. So, uh, first is Bellinger? Oh, either one. Let's go with Yelly. Okay, here's Yelich. And a fly ball. He's back in the deep right field. And Yelich goes down With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 
2019. 14th of the year for Yelich. And then go with Bellinger. Out of the full wind is Williams. His pitch swung on and drilled deep to right. Polanco back to the wall. He looks up. It is gone. A home run. Cody Bellinger with another bomb. It's 14 for Bellinger. 5-2. Now that's an exclusive club. Bellinger, Yelich, Albert Pujols, and A-Rod. The only four players in the history of the world to have 14 home runs by May 1st. How did the other guys finish? Well, do you, do you have the years? I yeah, can look 06 it up. for That's next Pujols. Stat. That's 06, next. 06 for Pujols, 07 okay. for A-Rod. Okay. And there's another little tidbit on Pujols that we'll get to in the good and the bad and the ugly, maybe. In fact, if you uh, you go right now, there's an article on uh, ESPN.com about this home run barrage that we're seeing to start the season being the new norm. And the picture, the poster boy on this is, is Christian Yelich. So they're just talking Who about... Who didn't play again last night. He, right. Shouldn't say again last night. Was injured on Sunday. Didn't play last night as a precaution more so than anything else, it sounds like. Which made Jesus' performance and the win yesterday all the more satisfying. Which Watch you can do Yelich getting some rest. Okay, so we know this pace that Yelich has been on post-All-Star break last season. And we saw the totals last year. And we, I think we all kind of thought he'll be around those numbers. I thought maybe a little less. Some people probably thought a little bit more. So in 06, when Pujols had 14 homers before May 1st, I think that was the stat, um, he finished with 49 Ooh, home good. runs. That's when good. A-Rod did it in 2007, he finished with 54 Whoa! home runs. So are Drug we, test him. Are we looking at 50 home runs for Yelich this season? Yes. I think we are. Are you asking a question? You're the guy who comes in here every day. Yelich is on pace know, for 95 home runs. What are you asking a question those, he for? He can stay healthy, but yes. Those on-pace numbers are silly at this well, time of the year. But he can stay healthy, yes. That's, you think so? Yes. Like, that blows my mind. He if hits Yel- in a very, very hitting-friendly ball. If Yelich hits yes. 50 home runs, um, I, I'm shocked. Why? Because I don't – I didn't see the – because that would take what he did last year – and do it all over again. Like he had this breakout season last year. He'd be having another breakout season on top of what was a great breakout season. Would you expect anything like how, less? You want him to improve? I would. Yes, I would expect a three fifteen hitter with thirty to forty home runs. Well, if he Maybe. keeps getting signs every game at Miller Park, it's going to be <laughs> a huge advantage for him. What? The last home run was on the road. What? The, yeah, it had nothing to do with being at Miller Park. That one didn't. Right? You and. By the way, Adios in your conspiracy theories. Last week, there were people crying about the fact that Yelich got a day off against the Cardinals in St. Louis. Who was? Social media, your social media friends. They should get off social media. No, this is an important game against the Cardinals. You got to sit him against the Mets then when you go on the road. That's stupid. When they determine he needs to sit, clearly needs to sit. He's got a back issue now. We know that these guys, it's early, it's April. Sit him down. That's ugly. Speaking of which, the good, the bad, the ugly next on Lucas in the Morning. Distracted John Adias, who knows this is the good, the bad, the ugly, so he needs to play the theme music for it. I'm trying a, to do something. Then, interlude. I'm trying to help. The, whatever. You're trying to help Vogel. I'm trying up? to help the show. Then Vogel's like, "Here, I sent you an email That's 24 good. hours ago." It's what's funny. It was just getting good. The bad. He's a bad man. The 
ugly. It was ugly. Really ugly. Let's get this party started! Uh, John, no, John, here's my advice. Just ignore anything he sent you. <laughs> no. Yes, yeah. just do that. Whoever gets blamed for sending things in advance to giving you plenty of heads up. Hey, <laughs> need this. I don't want to send it to you at four in the morning where you got to cram it in with all no, the other You know what about a good night. heads up? At six o'clock. Not at with 30 seconds left on the break. I sent it to you yesterday afternoon. I know. Who That's a something 24 up. hours later. Well, you've just talked over your segment. The good as far as I'm Oh, my God. The bad. The good is the NFL draft. Good for them. Even though I can't figure it out why so many people go so crazy about it. They drew over 600,000, they said, to the streets of Nashville, besides some upset uh, bachelorettes. Uh, the TV viewership hit record high. It was a win-win for the NFL all around in terms of an event. And a pretty great place to have it. I will admit that with Nashville, the setup that they had. The good is Dick Bennett finally gets to play Augusta National. What? Three years ago, Tony Bennett invited his dad to play Augusta with him. And Dick said, Tony, quoting, the only way I'd play there, and let's make a deal, is you ever got to the final four and you invited me again, (laughs) and I'll play. How Uh, about that? So they're going to play there this week. They're going to play Wednesday and Thursday as a guest of a Virginia booster. Why would he say that the first time around is what I want to know. Why would Dick say no? Why would he say no to Augusta the first time it was offered? That's like a dream for him. Yeah, it would be his ultimate golf dream. Yes, exactly. That's what I don't understand. Why would he do it? Well, he's living it out anyway, so there you have it. I I had my song that I was playing before um, that was going to be my good. What was it? This is In Sync. Now listen for uh, Justin Timberlake when he says it's going to be May. It's like a meme online, and it gets people really excited that it's going to be May soon. So Justin says it's going to be me, but it sounds like May. You guys don't get it, and this is awful, so never mind. What did he say? Stick to sports. Huh? Okay, never oh mind. Oh, my gosh, really? What do you got for as, bad? As that, as was bad. Was, as that was bad. That was, that I don't know, it could get any worse. Well. Yeah. Okay, can, do we have the Reggie Wayne clip? Can we play the Reggie Wayne clip? The one you sent me two weeks ago? The one I sent you yesterday afternoon okay. trying to be helpful. We are back. I know you're not boring. Come on, Tennessee. Y'all done played the coast 20 times in 10 years, and you done won three games. Stop it. Stop it. Listen. Listen. With the 34th pick (laughs) in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Rock Yassin, DB Temple. All right, so Reggie Wayne, the former Colts receiver, taunting the Tennessee Titans fans. They're in the same division and rivals. You had Pat McAfee. It was too long to play McAfee, the former Colts punter, who came out and went on for like two minutes in his draft selection, taunting fans. Reggie Wayne came back out for another pick later, and when the fans were booing him, he said, I've got clips, clips, meaning bullets, that he would handle this. Let's stop with the taunting of the fans. Reggie Maybe, Wayne said yes, that? Yes. The second Maybe clip meant, that you have there. clips from a newspaper. No. I don't That's think he, he meant clips meant. from a newspaper. And I don't think he meant video clips either because he says, I don't think you want to go there again. I got clips. And that's what he says. Uh, Let's tone it down on the taunting. I'm all for funny. Funny is well, okay, this but this is, is going too far. He said he and got, this, and got this taunting clips. is getting silly. I've got clips. I've got heat. Yeah, I've got heat that bad, he adds to bad it. Bad choice of words. Look, that's the the charm and the curse of having former players introduce draft picks. Right. I mean, it's kind of nice in some situations seeing Jim Brown uh, walk sure. up there uh, for the Cleveland Browns. Yes. But then you have these hot dogs who feel like because – 
they're in enemy territory that gives them the freedom or the license to rip the fans who are there. That's stupid. It really got ratcheted up because of a funny moment when Drew Pearson did it and all the Philly Eagle yeah, fans yeah, booed him and he said, thank you with. for my career, Philly, and, and booed them. They're not there, to, they booed him, they're not there to get ripped by some, no. some has-been. But then tone right? it down. Well, I agree Walk fully with back. that one. Uh, bad is this. It continues to be a bad look for the Houston Rockets. Oh, no. Right? I'm just getting tired of their whining. Uh, they're complaining. They're belly aching. I mean, Chris Paul was fined thirty-five k for what they deemed as reckless conduct. It was an incidental bump with the official at the end of the game the, on Sunday. But it's a, they've always put themselves in this position where they're complaining, complain. Nobody gets away with more than James Harden. Nobody gets away with more than James Harden, whether it's traveling or uh, initiating contact. And yet, all we hear is the whining from the enough, enough already. Please, enough. What, go ahead. I was going to say, that's actually a, a different one for me. That's my ugly. Uh, my bad. Mine too. <laughs> Again, the I good can, pre-show meeting. It borders <laughs> on the ugly and maybe is ugly. My bad was the scene in Game of Thrones that I finally saw last night uh-huh. on Twitter that you've been talking about. Right. Yeah, it's too black. It's too dark. How How is that enjoyable TV? It and there are tons of people complaining that they couldn't even see this pivotal scene in this in this TV series. Yeah, I, I didn't like the lighting at all, but that's another story. To add to your bad, bad. and what I had in the ugly, the Rockets did an audit of Game 7 yeah, last year. year and said that the refs' calls cost them going to the finals. Hey, by the way, you went 0 for your first 27 from beyond the arc in that game, so knock it off with this no, official stuff. Tyree, the whole NBA. By the way, this, so my ugly then, uh, Cubs closer Pedro Strope, did you hear that he was warming up, getting ready to warm, warm up to come in for relief prayers, but he was busy talking to the cops because his car had been stolen earlier in the day, and so he had to uh, talk to the cops. And then they said, uh, "Excuse me, officers, I got to go quickly warm up. I'm going into the game." So ugly timing <laughs> oh. for your car to get stolen and have to have the conversation with the police. All right. So my ugly is uh, Virginia Tech football player Brock Hoffman. He just transferred from Coastal Carolina, where he played two seasons, um, and he sought to gain immediate eligibility through a family hardship waiver. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his mom. I had a non-cancerous brain tumor nonetheless removed before his freshman season at Coastal Carolina and is still dealing with complications, and the NC2A denied his request for immediate eligibility. saw that. Are you kidding me? It doesn't make any sense. Are you you crap? Who are you crapping here? And and the the out for the NC2A is that um, he can appeal the initial denial and apply for another waiver that allows uh, more leeway to consider his case. What, what, What more leeway? His mom had a brain tumor removed, and he just wants to get closer to her. Why? Why, why? I don't why know. do they, they make, make it, it so tough? complicated? I don't know. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The NCAA it always messes up a layup. When both parties, everybody involved is on board with this and getting this kid to where he needs to be for family reasons Sad. right now. Nobody's contesting this. Nobody. Nobody. Second hour of the show, we'll hear from Tom Silverstein. He'll give us his rap. Yes, he'll give us a rap on the draft at 7.15 on Lucas in the Morning. I'm not like him. Maybe when you find the beat, it's somebody.
I mean, it's something you either have or you don't, and we've had it all year. And, uh, you know, so I think, you know, the group will be good going into Tuesday. And, you know, we coach and, and see things as much as we can in-game, and the players have always been receptive. And I think we'll continue to do that. We did it the other day. We'll do it going forward. Yeah, we're not really looking at the whole seven-game series, just the next game. That's the attitude we've had when we were winning. You know, we got this one loss, the same attitude, same mentality. Next game, get this one win. Fair enough. Coach Bud, Mike Budenholzer, Brooke Lopez, welcome back to Lucas in the Morning. Vogel and Adias, uh, we set up a poll question. I don't know if we got any traffic on that at all. Do we? Yeah, let me bring it up. That's a pretty simple thing, is it? Uh, what we've done is eliminate the freak from the equation, right? You could read the question if you will. Yeah, so who will be the second most impactful player for the Bucks tonight besides Giannis, obviously? Middleton, Bledsoe, Lopez, or other, and 44% going with Vogie's boy, Bledsoe. Yeah, I, I mean, just voted for him, too. Yeah. I mean, that's the matchup you got to look at. He's got to play better. How much better? I don't know what that means. Does it mean scoring 20 points? Not necessarily, but he's got to play better. He's got to be a factor. He's got to have some sort of impact. I mean, nationally, the Bucks are just getting ripped now because of their performance on Sunday. Namely because of something that has been suggested all year long. It's just the freak. Who else is the, who's their next best player? You can't name their next best player, even though Middleton was an all-star, right? Mm-hmm. You can't name their next best player. No, well, that might be true. Because it's not along the lines of a big name like a Paul George, Russell Westbrook, or no, obviously what the Warriors have or other teams along those lines. I guess, I don't know. Who's the number two guy in the Portland Trailblazers? Uh, McCallum. That's why CJ McCallum. But nobody's picking the Trailblazers to win the thing. And how much better is he than Chris Middleton? I don't know. I'm asking the question: Is he a lot better? Is he about the same? But I mean, it's it's, it it has to be more relevant to the team itself. Who complements Freak? What what type of player do you need complement? How many complement? I mean, I think the loss of Brogdon is significant more so than Marcus Smart. The Celtics not playing with Marcus Smart. I know that's the easy uh, counter. Oh, the Bucks aren't having. And Brogdon. Well, the Celtics don't have Smart. Well, I think Brogdon is more important and relevant to the Bucks than Smart is to the Celtics. You probably can have a good argument either way. You guys don't want to hear what Colin Cowherd said, do you? Oh, yeah, of course we do. No, this I'm is, sure it's anti-Bucks. Here's the headline. You, I can play. It's a long clip, but I'll I, play I can, some of it. we can play a little bit here. Do um, you want me to read the quote to the tweet? Yes. Uh, it says, quote, do you know what Jordan's record was in the playoffs before Scottie Pippen arrived? One and nine. The Bucks' second best player is Chris Middleton. If he's your number two, you're not winning the title, and I don't think you're winning this series. Says okay. Colin Cowher. Let's take a listen to a little bit of what he says here. Michael Jordan worshippers out there. Many of you in your 20s and 30s didn't even watch him play live. I saw every series and every playoff game he ever played. He's the greatest player probably in league history. Uh, LeBron, I think, at his prime was close. I think Magic in his prime was very close. But here's a reality check with Michael Jordan. Do you know what his record was in the playoffs before Scottie Pippen arrived? Oh, I do. One and nine swept twice. Okay. What up, bruh? Doesn't fall in line with all your MJ worship. One and nine. He was crappy in the playoffs. Get to the point. Swept twice. Uh, he gets to the point. He wasn't. The rest of his team was crappy. His, his team wasn't good. What does that mean that Jordan, Jordan played well? Anybody remember him scoring 60-some against the Celtics and losing a Series 3-zip? Was that Jordan's fault? So the answer is to sign Scottie Pippen before tonight's game? Yeah. I guess the Bucks need to get Scottie Pippen. But I think, obviously, his point is, when we talk about who's the second most impactful player, and Cowherd's point is, the Bucks aren't winning anything because your second best player is Chris Middleton. So he's saying that there isn't a second best. 
No, he's saying if your second best is Chris Middleton, then you you don't have a hope. Well, then what if it's Bledsoe? If Bledsoe plays really well tonight, I think he'd say in the same. In addition to Middleton, I think his point is they don't have a second star. In addition to Brook Lopez, I mean, how did they win all these games this year? That's a good point, right? So maybe the Bucks don't technically have the big two, but Middleton and, and Lopez good... and Bledsoe all combine and to when, usually be a good. And before two. losing Brogdon and Schnell, the bench was as strong as anybody's in the game. Right? Correct? Yeah. Yes. Didn't he just say that Jordan's record was 1-9 in series before Pippen? Is that right? Is that what I'm supposed to yep. take as 1-9? Well, then, with this head coach and with this current roster, is Giannis not 1-0 in series so far? So is he not already on pace to surpass Jordan's 1-9 mark? He's already got a series win. And any more he wins will be more than what Jordan did. Yeah, okay, in the NBA, you need more than one great player to win. No kidding. Other than LeBron, there have been very few to do it. LeBron won it all with Kyrie and wasn't able to do it as much without him. And he needed him in, in Miami where he had the big well, three I think down that's there. No kidding. It's probably going to be the case player. again tonight. They're going to need something out of Miritich, and, right, coming off the bench. Maybe something out of Ilyasova. Uh, maybe something... Something out of Hill. Uh, to, to what extent, I don't know. They definitely have those three starters who were three of 17 combined have to play better. There's yeah. your hot take. I mean, I don't know if Sterling Brown is ready for prime time, the playoffs, but Brooke Lopez was a huge disappointment on Sunday at both ends of the floor, right? And, and yeah. Bledsoe was the number one disappointment out of that game. Number one disappointment. The other thing I don't like about when Cowherd says it like that or anybody else for that matter, they say it as if, the management, ownership, big players on the team don't understand that formula. It's not that the Bucks don't get that you need other great players around Giannis or another great one, but, but, but how are they going to get them? They can't get them through the draft because they're successful right now. Unless Giannis recruits some big-name free agent to come there, you can't get them. So you have to find another way to get the job done. And that's maybe more remarkable is that they're finding another way to achieve the success they had without being able to have that Scotty Pippen. I can't believe I'm trying to defend Colin Cowherd here. Don't. But I think his point isn't that... They can't acquire that person or that they don't realize that. I think his point is they just currently don't have that, in his opinion. And if you don't have that, you're not winning a title. Well, part of the problem, too, with the national pundits is they didn't want to recognize the type of season, regular season, the Bucks had. So now, in breaking down what's happened with the Bucks, especially after that humiliating effort on Sunday, they're saying, well... Regular season, much different than the postseason. Now they're finding out, right? The flaws are surfacing. Would you say that the Celtics, Sixers, or Toronto have that number two guy? Do they have that Scottie Pippen on their From roster? From game no, to game, sa- it he, might change. In there, he says, that's why I don't pick the Raptors. That's why I don't pick the Nuggets. That's why I don't pick. He goes through a bunch of teams. Who's the Celtics guy? If, well, Kyrie, have, if Kyrie's lead dog. I don't know who he said well, about the Celtics. Horford, based on Sunday's Yeah, but he's game, not a superstar he, on, on a Pippen on some nights, level. it's Tatum. But Horford was their number two guy. On, he was the most impactful player maybe overall on Sunday. I like him. He's good, but I'm just saying he's not Pippen. Second hour, Tom Silverstein at 7.15. Jeff Patrick at 7.45 right here on Lucas in the Morning. Okay, patrons, it's time to grab a little slice of cake and put on that party hat because it's birthdays, dead or alive. You saw it your birthday. Here's Uncle Lukey. Uh, neither one of you were old enough to remember Elvis, but on this date, April 30th, 1957, he released this smash hit, Jailhouse Rock. How do you say that to me? Uh, my dad you lives in Memphis. Him? I've been to Graceland multiple occasions. 
Well, there you go. How about you? You've been there? Uh, I've never been. No, no. Why not? Don't you like Elvis? Uh, Elvis is good. I like Elvis. He's good. He's just okay. Elvis is okay. Okay. He had a a couple of careers. You do a whole commercial series on just being okay. Ever had fat Elvis ice cream? No. They serve it up in the Dells. You can get it. Uh, you going to bring that in for tomorrow's breakfast? Vanilla, chocolate, and Do that. some banana and peanut butter. Go, up go there buy get some. some. No, yeah, go I've got something some. else for you for breakfast. Yeah, I hint, know. I just tweeted out something about it. Uh, 98 degrees. Jeff Timmons is 46 years old today. Fill in the blanks for us, John. Uh, basically, like a third-tier boy band from the early 2000s behind Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. There were the 98 degrees of the world. Their lead singer is probably the most popular, um, uh, Nick Lachey. Okay. Oh, yeah. I yeah. remember him. Yeah. Uh, Al Toon, 56 today, one of the classiest guys you'll ever meet in your life, one of the sleekest wide receivers you'll ever see play. Uh, number six all time in the Wisconsin receiving list. Number four is his son, Nick Toon. Al had 131 catches, 2,100 yards, 19 touchdowns. Best season, 84, 54 for 750. 750. Um, played up until the age of 29 with the Jets and then had to retire because of concussions. Had a huge season, 88 which happened to be his number, 93 for 1067. Ooh. Great what's the birth, image, great family. What's the image or play that comes to mind when you think of Nick uh, of Altoon right away? Well, you know, there can be the bounce pass. Yeah, sure. But I think about the game he had at Purdue. It was at West Lafayette. He had like 252 receiving yards, his second all-time. He had the Lee Evans, who had 258. That's what stands out to me. Just his personality and mm-hmm. the family, tremendous family. All right, so now on this date, April 30th, 1987, Madonna released this single, which was her 11th straight single in the top five nationally. That's pretty impressive, don't you think? Yeah, I recognize a song in a bit now that I'm hearing the music, but I saw you put this in the email this morning. I'm like, what song is this? I had no no idea idea what you're talking about. And on this date, April 30th, 1952, Mr. Potato Head was the first toy advertised on television. Oh, Did you have Mr. Potato Uh, Head? Get out of here. That's the first toy ever? Yes. I would have never guessed that. No, that's, that's Wikipedia. Who's gonna lie on Wikipedia? No Who one. was the voice of Mr. Potato Head in Toy Story? Don't know. Don Rickles. Really? One of the all-time greats. Yes, hockey. Did puck. you ever have a Mr. Potato Head? Sure. Did no. you? John? I played with them, Bo, when I was a kid, though. Yeah. yeah never had one. Uh, Brian Posick around today? If he's so, here. Yes, he's if here. so, he might join us next on Lucas in the Morning. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, patrons. Welcome to Tuesday. What day? Tuesday. Today we'll be joined by a couple of our friends from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and JS Online. At 7.15, it's Spoon, Tom Silverstein. And at 7.45, the Hater. Jeff Patrickus, and now, alongside Rob Volker and John Audius, here's Mike Lucas. Uh, do you guys watch Jeopardy at all? 
or have watched Jeopardy at all? Oh, yeah. I worked at an NBC station and had it on the airways for 15 years. Have you been following the journey of James Holzhauer? Holzhauer? Yeah, a little bit. He scored his 18th win on Monday. He only won by 18 bucks, but he's now brought his 18-day total to $1,329,604. I think he's the bad boy of Jeopardy. What did Jennings win? Jennings had a lot of money. I can't remember his first name. Jennings. Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings. Peter? Yeah. Uh, no, joining us now, Brian Posick. Brian's Time is brought to you by... Hold that! Brian's Time is brought to you by On Ice Promotions. Find everything hockey at onicepromotions.com. Right there. Now, Hi. go ahead, interrupt him. No, I'm not. I'm, he, he's the so one who interrupted, I interrupted, so I was trying to say, Why Peter, no. Jump right down his throat all the time. Because <laughs> you've been in here any <laughs> length of time, you know. Uh, do you think you'd answer the question these guys were faced with yesterday in Final Jeopardy? Probably not. Here you go. Uh, it's it's the answer, then you have to pose a question. That's sure. how it works. Oh, yeah. How's that? Okay, no, okay. Thanks never heard for of it, explaining but... Jeopardy. Yeah. Uh, the oldest of these business booster groups formed in Marseille in 1599 used DE instead of OF in the name. The answer is? What is Knights of Columbus? What is Chamber of Commerce? Oh, okay. Mm. Nice try. There you go. I didn't think what had. I didn't have a. I didn't have a question to the question. So. Yeah. I don't think I've ever answered a Jeopardy question watching. You know, but I, but I yeah. sit in front of the screen and I enjoy others being a lot smarter than me. Apparently, that guy has like a a certain technique he does. Who's that? He cheats. The, the guy the, that won. The guy that won. Like he goes around the board. He cheats. No, because most people start at the. Oh, he goes for the big money first. He yeah. goes for the big money. He, it's all random, and then yeah. he builds such a big lead. Isn't he a gambler? He's a like sports he's a gambler. Professional yeah. sports gambler. Yeah. yeah. And he's got his own technique that some people find controversial. Well, because it throws people off a bit to go for the big money. Your your oh, mind yeah, is thinking, like, let's build our way right. up here to easy questions, right. and he goes right for the hard ones and throws the his huh. contestants. Off. And not only that, he Better. trained for it. So you don't think of. You know, game show contestants training for this. He made himself a clicker, and he trained to be the fastest on the clicker because you also have to do that at a certain point. So not only is he training for it, but he's got a controversial method wow. to it, well, and it's working. It's I guess if you're a ah, professional they, sports gambler, you have plenty of time to work on this yeah. stuff. Do you think I, he's smarter than Aaron Rodgers? No. No. Aaron Rodgers well, Aaron Rodgers doesn't think so. Uh-uh. The, by the way, this method has been done before. This jumping around the board and yep. doing that has been done before by w- successful contestants. Uh, two things. Yeah. First, Badger hockey. They got another commitment? Yeah, Tristan LaRoe, he's a 15-year-old defenseman from Quebec. And, oh, they're and he's considered, recruiting older guys now. He's, yeah, he's considered one of the best uh, at his age in the world, uh, a defenseman. And, and, you know, the NCAA has handed out or has actually uh, made some legislation now as far as recruiting is concerned, and you cannot uh, uh, offer or actually really contact a, a recruit now until August 1st of that recruit's Not a good rule junior for season. Not a good rule for hockey. Well, and but you know it eliminates now kids could go to juniors and well, that, you're, you're eliminated that's, that's any comp- where, hockey's competition. different than any other collegiate sport right. because it's actually competing against professional yes. organizations major junior hockey in in Canada they pay their players and oftentimes to get those players they'll pay their parents to get those players right well, it sounds like college so, basketball yeah right <laughs> so so they're they're fighting they're, they have a young man who's uh, who's signed a letter of intent Dylan Dylan Holloway who played in the uh, uh, U18 World Championships with Canada. He's a he's a fantastic player and could be a first or second round pick in two years. He's a young he's a young man, but major juniors are coming after him hard. Yeah, and it's but, a, it's it's 
it's hard to hold them off because they offer so much. And the problem with the NC2A is, well, they don't consider yeah. hockey as being different than the other sports. No, they, they don't d- right. delve into it and realize, wait no. a minute, no. this is a competitive disadvantage for college programs. Exactly, exactly. You, but so uh, the, these rules are going to change on May 1st. So there, uh, Wisconsin got in and got a commitment from what it looks to be a really solid player. You want a guy or a team for Wisconsin fans to root for in the NHL playoffs right yeah, now? Yeah. Root for the Columbus Blue Jackets yeah. and uh, Brandon Dubinsky. Yes. You know why? Mm. They're playing the Boston Bruins right now in this round like of the playoffs. Right as we now? speak? I did, right as, now? Yeah, that's an early morning moment, start. Moment, exactly. Actually tonight. Yeah. He was interviewed yesterday yeah. at his uh, locker wearing a Milwaukee Bucks hat. How about that? He's trolling Boston okay. fans because nice. they're playing good the Bruins nice. and he's rooting yeah. for the well, we got a, We got a goal from last night. Only one game on slate. Blues prevail over the Stars. What do we got? Here's Bullmeister off the wall. Now to the inboards. In behind the net. Maroon in open. He scores! Pat Maroon! He's put it in! And the Blues have taken a 4-3 lead. Minute 38 to go in the third period. What a play by Maroon! Chris Kerber, KMOX. Uh, yeah, the, the two teams, the Stars and Blues, they had four goals in less than Whoa. six minutes of the third period. All of a sudden, they exploded from a low-scoring, tight-checking game to Wow! And St. Louis prevailed 4-3 and leads I'm the having, series 2-1. I'm having an identity problem with mm-hmm. the teams remaining. Yeah. And I, I am because I haven't followed hockey as right. closely as I have in the no, past. I yeah. And I just don't recognize some of the athletes, players, skaters for these teams yeah. because they haven't been and on the stage, as relevant. No, no. Or, right, well, right. Yeah, the I mean, Sharks have been around in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah but that's different. Time. I mean, that's at Joel some point. I mean, right. Even the Blues the, certainly have been I mean, around. Dallas at Stars. Times, I can't. How many players from the Dallas Stars? Right. Have yeah, I Tyler followed? Sagan and yeah, you know their top line. Jamie Last night was, right? was interesting. You see the Dallas ben crowd. Bishop, their goalie. At least the third period anyway was standing the entire yes. time. Yeah. I mean, it was intense. Last night, and that's probably the best matchup. We just put John to sleep. Yeah. Oh, this is like the second board op in a row that doesn't like hockey. John. John appreciates noodle and you. John appreciates a good Twitter troll, though, oh, which gotcha. is what the San Jose Sharks did. Yeah. So in their second-round matchup the other night, they killed off four minutes of penalty time. Right. So if you recall from the previous round, they advanced in part because of that five-minute major penalty. Yeah. And, the Vegas Knights, yeah. and the Vegas Knights were upset about yeah. it. And they and the Sharks tweeted, huh, I guess you can kill off four consecutive minutes of power play <laughs> right. and advance. It, Who knew? It could happen. How much complaining will the Houston Rockets do after game two tonight against Golden State? Boy, am so, I tired I'm of that t- narrative. Oh, Agreed. my God. Pointed Let that out earlier. Cheapers, you know. Come Nobody on. whines more oh, than they do. shut up and play basketball. Stop falling all over the place. And who dude. gets more calls than James Harden? I can't Nobody think of gets more calls yeah. than James LeBron Harden. LeBron maybe would be the only one. How many free throws? What's over under on free throw attempts tonight for Harden? He's, He's like at 11 uh, on the average. I'll say, I'll say 18. He had 14, 18? In, the, he had 14 on, in a game where they said he should have had 20-some. All right? yeah, no. I'll take the under. Okay. You're gonna go under. T- I think. How that's are they gonna? It's a, it's a serious question. How are the officials gonna govern tonight's well, game? If you look at it too, they you know Houston set this up now. You know I, I oh. know the officials have an ego and all that stuff, but they've heard all of it, right? And they've yes. read all of it too, and they've heard from, from last the, from the, year the, all the mistakes. The last bit. year, the two minute report, all the mistakes in the two minute report. It's gonna go one of two ways: either they start calling a few more fouls on Golden State, or they keep the whistles in their mouths. But they, they did say despite the mistakes that they made, that they feel that the refs got the call right on that they got late the final three one right. that, jumped, well, sure. that Harden yeah, No, there, that wasn't a foul so at all. But, but in the two-minute report, yeah. Curry should have been fouled out of the game, sure. <laughs> right, which sure. then meant he wouldn't have been able to take that that you know dagger three. seven fouls exactly. in the game, yes. basically. Yeah. By the way, the Rockets, to me, look really desperate putting that out there, yeah. like to the league, like, Hey, please don't please call it our way. It's uh, game and, two. And it's and already game two up. when they seem this desperate. This is the equivalent, though, of like a... 
uh, conference final. Yeah. It, well, right? and, it so, is. and so is the tonight with the Bucks and the oh, Celtics. It, the intensity is going to be better ratcheted be. up better tonight. Be. Well, the Bucks better be a hell of a lot better. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. We'll talk again tomorrow. Uh, when we come back, we'll be joined by Tom Silverstein from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel right here on Lucas in the Morning. We've had such significant history here with undrafted free agents. That's kind of what we sell. One of the unique things about our, you know, our franchise because we don't have an owner. If an undrafted free agent comes in and he's beaten out a, you know, fifth round pick or a fourth round pick, there's no owner that's going to come in and question that. If that guy wins the job, he wins the job. So I think that's unique. That would be the GM. That would be Goody Brad Gutekunst talking about the free agent market and how it applies to. Green Bay Packers joining us now, our Green and Gold Insider from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Tom Silverstein. Good morning, Spoon. How are you? Hey, good morning. All right, I'm not gonna Hey, I'm not gonna bury the lead. You wrote a very provocative story yesterday on Mike Daniels on why you think he's more expendable now than ever before. So why don't you fill in the blanks for us? Well, I I just made an argument that they seem to be going in a a different direction athletically with what they want on their front line. I mean, they signed two big, tall guys, uh, Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith. Then they, you know, drafted Rashawn Gary and uh, Kingsley Kiki, two two more big, tall, athletic guys. I just think that, you know, they have a lot of defensive linemen now. And Daniels is in the last year of his contract. I'm guessing they're probably not going to make a big push to re-sign them after the year. So, you know, put them out there and see see what you could possibly get because you've got to get Rashawn Gary on the field. I mean, you absolutely have to get him on the field some way or another. Darius Smith and Preston Smith are going to not only play outside linebacker, they're going to play, you know, they're going to put their hand down and rush from the inside. So, you know, Kenny Clark is your new star uh, in the middle and so I just I just wonder I was really wondering more than anything whether it was set up for them to shop him around fans coming out of a draft will see the talent that the uh, any team has added but especially in this case the Packers say all right let's get rolling the team's ready to go back to playoffs be Super Bowl contenders when you look at what they did in the draft and added that to what they did in free agency, are you of the mindset that this team, even though history says a first-year head coach doesn't usually, with the Packers, go to the playoffs, they're Super Bowl contenders, they're playoff contenders, or they're still in rebuilding mode because there's more pieces that have to be done here? Um, I think they're. I still think they're in a little bit of rebuilding mode. Uh, offensively, I don't. You know, I don't know what what they're going to be yet, and how long it's going to take for them to adapt to what LaFleur wants them to be. You know, there'll be a little bit of transition, I think, from, uh, you know, as far as how deep he can go into his offense, I think it'll be kind of slow going in the beginning. And so I'm not sure how good they'll be. I think ultimately their goal will be to be, to make a strong push at the end when, their offense starts to click in a little bit. But I do think Gutekunst has set them up so that defensively they're good right right at the start and that he's trying to take a lot of pressure off of LaFleur by, you know, maybe being able to hold teams to 17 to 20 points every game and then saying, okay, so 
this is all all you're going to have to do. You're not going to have to win shootouts every week. So I I don't know. You know they've done a lot to improve themselves. We'll see how this draft you know plays out. But I still think they're in a manner of of rebuilding. Yeah. So okay. So you just brought up the the defense there which ranked 22nd in points allowed, 18th in yards last season. So with all these changes and and what perhaps Goody's trying to do to help out the offense by building a solid defense, how good do you expect the 2019 defense to be? Yeah, it's a good question. So on paper, it should be a lot better. I mean, they you know, Jair Alexander should be, you know, a focal point there. Kenny Clark should be big. Um, but you know, they don't those are those are probably their their two impact players, and of course they would hope that Rashawn Gary fits that eventually. But I I don't know that we know they have just some real big playmakers on that defense. I think what what will really just matter is how many guys take a jump from last year. I think if they do, if you get some guys who start to play. Uh, the way you had hoped, if you could get Kevin King on the field, if Montrevious Adams starts to uh, get it together, if you know Darnell Savage can give you something, then then I think they got a chance to be pretty good because they can bring a lot of guys at you uh, in their front seven, and they have some depth there, and I then I think they can be pretty good. But, you know, it always counts on how healthy you're going to be and whether certain guys are going to come through for you. How much of an adjustment is it going to be for you to see Rashawn Gary wearing Clay Matthews' jersey number? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's always a big adjustment when you see a guy, even when it's guys who, uh, you know, aren't that famous or, or haven't been around for, you know, what was it, nine years for Clay right. Matthews. Uh sometimes you just look at guys and you're like, wow, that doesn't fit. You know, that doesn't, it takes you a while to get used to it. It, it will take a while for, um, for me to get used to that. And that, I'm really surprised they gave Clay Matthews number out that quickly. Yeah, I know I mean, they don't have a ton of numbers. To I think mean, Clay Matthews but, tweeted to that effect too. Uh, yeah. He LOL did. of course, but really LOL. I, I was wondering, I wondered about this the other day. Is there an NFL rule on, on numbers for, position, uh, you know, the layers of the defense or offense, um, because in college, Gary was number three, so he was a single-digit defensive lineman. Can you do that in the pros or not? No. No, okay. I think there's still limits on what uh, what numbers you can have. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, that, that's probably part of it, too. But I I can't believe that they, that they, I, they couldn't have given him a different number. Right, right. I don't I mean, know. It, it did seem kind of weird to me as well. You think they're going to regret Clay Matthews this year? You think he'll have that type of season in Los Angeles that they will regret um, or not? Well, not not now that they've, you know, drafted Gary and they they signed the two Smiths. I don't I don't think they'll regret it. I think he could have a decent year. Uh he's going to be, you know, he's he's going to get a chance to work off a really good player in Aaron Donald and uh, Dante Fowler, and so uh, I think I think he could have like an eight sack year, something like that. Um, it kind of it kind of de- depends on you know how they use him, whether they use him inside or or outside. But no, I don't think it'll be a huge 
loss for them. Right. Not not the way he's addressed it. Good this enough. Good enough. We'll talk again Thursday. We'll call it call it a year. Then send you off into your vacation time. How's that? That sounds fine. All right. We'll talk Thursday morning. Thanks, Boone. Okay. Thanks, Tom. Tom Silverstein, Milwaukee Journal Center, will be joined by his colleague Jeff Petrigas. Uh, about 15 minutes or so, he can talk a little bit about Andrew Van Ginkle, for starters, and what kind of impact could he make as a rookie in Miami. But when we come back, uh, we got to hear from the new Dolphins quarterback. Isn't that timely? What a segue that is. Because he said some things you wouldn't expect to hear from someone who had been just dispatched after only one season on the job. That's next on Lucas in the Morning. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning, Vogie and Adius. Why do we call him Vogie again, John? Why do we keep referring to him as Vogie? Vogie with another bomb! One thing I failed to check is if Vogelman has hit another home run since that first. Yesterday. Did he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yesterday, the day before. Is there any possibility that... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We would have heard that same phrase again. Uh, or maybe yeah. embellished it a little bit. In fact, I'm surprised. I thought I assumed John would be playing it, but I'm sure you dug up some meaningless Yankees home run. No, but uh, if you want, instead. if you want us to look for a Yankees home run, there were a few uh, that we could play for you. I mean, no, it's thank you. I, I'll go look. Yankees. Okay, let me see what I can find. Well, just hold on here. Let's let's. Can we? Are you on the wrong screen now? Probably to give us the poll result too. As far as who will be the second most impactful player tonight for the Milwaukee Bucks. In I the, got it. Game two matchup against the Boston Celtics. How how are we looking? Yeah, by the way, at John Audius Radio, that's where you can find the poll on Twitter. Um, so right now, 46% say it'll be Bledsoe. 27% say Middleton will be the second most impactful. And 23% say Brooke Lopez. You think there's any chance we'll be surprised by what we see tonight? And that the Bucks will win, which would not be a surprise, but someone that we least expect would have major contributions. And then I shouldn't say major contributions, a contribution that would be telling. I would be very surprised. I would be very surprised if it's not out of the group that we have of those really? three. So I, mean, I was, I was thinking, oh, does Miritich hit a game winner? If it went to the wire, who knows if it will or not? Or that, if Miritich be will surpri- be on the floor. Would that be surprising to you? Yeah, it yeah. would be. That Miritich would be out there during crunch time, more so than anything else. Maybe he had a good game one, or he shot the ball okay. all right in his limited minutes that, Just he, okay. that he played. Um, All right. He, was okay. he had double digits and he shot the ball very well. What do you mean? Just okay. okay. Compared to everybody else, okay. he shot the ball great. He was, what, three of four from beyond the arc? That's pretty good. For me, I think you're going to get what you're going to get out of Middleton. He's going to be okay. It comes down to Bledsoe or Lopez for me because both were pretty bad in game yeah. one. So if Lopez can can start hitting some threes like he's done all season and be a little bit more Raining threes steady from the defensively, I, I like to look at Brooke Lopez as the guy that I think they could, better be could break at, Look, up. they better be able to handle the ball screen better than they did in that first game. That was embarrassing after a while with all the pick-and-pop action that Horford got. But this all has right. been Brooke Lopez's worst matchup against any team, and not well, just yeah, in gonna, game one. It's Because he doesn't move before. his feet well. Right, and he needs to stop taking the threes from the other side of Lake Michigan would be helpful, too. One last note. I was looking this up yesterday. 
What's with Al Horford just crushing the Bucks Last year, he averaged about 18 per game and shot 57% well, in that just, playoff series. This year, he scores 20. I got a hot take for you. I mean, come on. What's up with that? You got a hot take? I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you fire. Al Horford is a good player. That's all you have to know. Can't argue that. And he he does it both ends of the floor. One thing to watch tonight um, is will they give him the license to put his forearm on the freak? Because he he was really physical with Giannis throughout Mm -hmm. that game. And he used his forearm continuously to to kind of throw him off a little bit. I've got a hot take. I am the god of hellfire. And I bring you multiple hot takes today. Raining hot takes. Al Horford's an okay player. He's what? not good. He's okay. No, so he's, he's no, 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 no. He's okay. You're gonna say that's he's an all star. That's not a hot take. That's a mistake. He's, he's been an, an all star. He's 32 and scores 13 per game. He's okay. But he's I, been an all star. Every place he's gone, he's won. He won a couple of national championships at Florida. He doesn't get enough credit. Let's put it that way. More so than he's just well, okay. he won 60 games in Atlanta. Like that's his Al that's Horford. his high water mark for the Al he's, he's Horford a, is very important to what the Celtics do. He's I'm, on a team that has a whole bunch of weapons, so him scoring twenty points would be crazy. He's not going to do that on night in night. How many times have you seen that's what I'm saying? How that's many exactly times? Your that point is what not, I'm no, saying. That doesn't mean he's not good or even great. It just means they have so many guys to score. Much like we're talking about the Bucks, a Bucks guy doesn't need to score twenty plus points a night to be a good player. Or how many times did Horford block Giannis? In that game one. At least huh? twice in a row. How many times have you seen that happen? The Celtics Never. have definitely gone no, with the New England Patriots defensive back strategy. Here's what We're I'll just going to hit you so many times that the refs are going to give up at some point and just not call everything. Well, they I think it's something to watch, watch closely tonight. Did they get away with that forearm on Giannis? He did all the time as, as Giannis was trying to get to the rim. That's what's also funny about all the crying uh, about the James Harden and the, the guards shooting jump shots fouls. Not whether those are or are not fouls but that they let so much get away with in the paint where guys can get roughed up down there. But the slightest touch out on the top no, of the key, that's a foul. And will Giannis have an answer when they try to double, whether it be with a guard, you know, clawing down, or from the weeks? How how are they going to respond? They said they're not going to make any adjustments. That's bull crap, well, he needs too. They his better teammates. make some adjustments. He needs his teammates to hit shots then. That's got to go beyond just effort and urgency. Uh, we got off track here uh, because one of the biggest storylines from the draft, besides Tyreek He'll never playing it again in Kansas City. Or that's your prediction? Yeah, that's my prediction. He'll okay. never play for the Chiefs again. Uh, was the trade of Josh Rosen. Uh, what a deal for Miami, right? I mean, all the money was paid out by Arizona mm-hmm. to take him when they did in the first round and pay him the guaranteed money. Uh, this is just sort of fell into the lap of the Dolphins. Now, if I'm Josh Rosen, I'd be pretty pissed about the way it was handled by Arizona. I don't know about you. Would you be? I'd be pissed. I would. I didn't even I, give yeah, me a shot. I'd, right. I'd be relieved. Well, Play behind that do? crappy offensive line nearly got me killed last year. I'd be pissed. But from the second they hired the new head coach in Cliff Kingsbury, the writing was on the wall. Yeah, so but it's still I'm not just fair. glad the deal is done and I'm out of there now. What would be worse would be still being an Arizona well, Cardinal no, right just, now. That'd be worse. I'd just be upset. So how do you think he handled it? Here's what he said on social media. Uh, Cardinals fans, thank you so much for all of the continued support this past year. Uh, I know we didn't win as many games as we all would have hoped, but I had an unbelievable time here in the desert. Um, unfortunately, my time here is coming to an end, uh, but you guys are really getting a hell of a player in Kyler Murray, and he's going to do great things for the Red Sea. Um, Kyler, I just want to congratulate you and your family on getting drafted. Uh, Arizona is a really special place, and you're going to love playing and living here. Uh, and to my teammates, staff, and everyone who worked at the facility, 
Uh, I can't thank you enough for all the support and great memories we've created this past year. Um, I'm really wishing all of the Arizona Cardinals uh, the best of luck moving forwards. And uh, Miami, I couldn't be more excited to become a Dolphin. Uh, I'm ready to attack this new chapter in my life uh, and give you guys everything I have each and every day. Uh, my bags are packed and I'm on a flight first thing tomorrow morning, uh, so get ready South Florida and go Fins. Um, and Kyler, one more thing, uh, an awesome two-bedroom uh, in Old Town just came onto the market, so let me know if you're interested, and I think I can get you a pretty good deal. Pretty classy. Pretty classy indeed. I think so. You did. You I don't like Josh Rosen, though. That's classy, right? Yeah, you can't handle any better. His nose was growing when I was saying those things. Played in Larry Fitzgerald's charity softball tournament before he left town when he didn't have to. And Larry Fitzgerald, who is a good guy, had nothing good but guy. good things Larry to Fitzgerald say about Josh Larry Fitzgerald is a good guy. How yeah. would Aaron Rodgers have handled being traded? Would he have put out a video, hey, thanks a lot, I appreciate everybody? I feel like he would have kept that secret and then... Complained about it years later. Are you suggesting the Packers trade Aaron Rodgers? Is that what you just Aaron did? Rodgers, Headline. John. Let's tweet that out. John <laughs> suggests what, trade him. Second round pick Need too. To Should have gotten Drew Locke. Oh my goodness. Good lord. Uh, when we come back, we'll be joined by Jeff Patrikas. He's up next on Lucas in the Morning. I feel like I can get after the pass rusher. I've been working on it. Um, ever since I got to college, so I've always tried to develop my game. and I'm um, really anchored down on the run and um, just being able to stop the run. I've really worked on that my whole career, so um, I feel like it's, it's something I've continued to work on and something that I can um, improve on. Former Badger outside linebacker Andrew Van Ginkle, drafted by the Miami Dolphins, joining us now on Lucas in the Morning from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Jeff Patrikas. Good morning. Gentlemen, how we doing? We should just call you Mr. Hockey after some of the tweets I saw last night from you. You really involved, really engaged. Hey, I, I love hockey. and those, I mean, that game went from a really tight game to all of a sudden, boom, 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 goal after goal after goal. It's fantastic. Well, here's a tough question, and I want you to be honest, as Josh Rosen is honest. Uh, do you like hockey more than the NBA? I prefer the NHL playoffs. If, if I had a pick what to watch on a given night, I'd take the NHL playoffs over anything. Even tonight's game, too, with the Bucks and the Celtics? Yeah, I don't. I probably won't even watch the Bucks and Celtics. What? How dare you? <laughs> you have no interest well, well, whatsoever? Um, look, if I, if I had to choose, I mean, one shift in, in hockey or two shifts can is fantastic. You get, to, you get late in a series. I mean, there is there's no drama in in professional sports like Game Seven in hockey, in particular when it goes into overtime because of how suddenly it can end. I mean, remember when the I got into it with Sammy Decker on Twitter when uh, Damian Lillard hit that game winning shot, right? And that was the night San Jose came back with the four goals on the power play. Remember so, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're well, saying what was I, better? I, I likened it to. You know, the, what, what San Jose did without Pavelski was, imagine if Lillard got knocked out of that game with his team down by about 20 points. They came back to win, you know, with some guy who is the 10th guy on the bench scoring the game-winning shot in overtime. Okay. How often did that happen in the NBA? All right, I hear what you're saying. Uh, go back to the Van Ginkle soundbite. Uh, yeah. Do you think he's got a pretty good chance making that roster or not? Yeah, I, you know, if you if you look at what he can do physically and what the NFL is and what people like of their defensive players, um, 
look at what Andrew Van Ginkle does. He's big, he's rangy, he can run, he can get after the passer. I mean, if you're a defensive coordinator, that's the type of guy you want uh, for a number of reasons. And we didn't get to see that last year because of the ankle injury. We saw a little bit of it his first year at Wisconsin when he was basically the third outside linebacker and he could do a lot of different things. So, yeah, I, I'm really excited to see what that kid can do down there. Andrew Van Ginkle aside, were there any of the other Badgers drafted or signed as a free agent where you thought that that was a, a good fit or pick for that team? And why isn't it, if a guy doesn't go drafted, not a death knell to his career, that there, there still is a chance? Aren't there some recent examples of Badgers where they've gone undrafted and then been a good fit in making a team? Well, I can think of, or you look at T.J. Edwards going to Philadelphia, he's yeah. going to have a guy in that locker room who can say, hey, don't worry about it, don't sweat it, you can do it. That would be Corey Clement. And he can always pick up the phone and call a certain little defensive coordinator at Wisconsin, Jim Leonard, and say, Jim, is there any way I can make the NFL as an undrafted free agent? Right. Why not? Yeah, I was surprised that T.J. Edwards was still available and Bo Benchall as well. I figured someone would have drafted him. They were, they're better off. Look, they're, they're far better off having a selection um, to be able to pick and choose where they want to go based on personnel, don't you think? Yeah, once you get to a certain point in the draft, especially the last round, um, you even though as a, as a player you hate to sit there for three days and not hear your name called, it's got to be humbling. But once you get past that, into that seventh round, you'd rather have you know, the option of, okay, let's look at the teams, where, I might, where would I fit the best. Now, I thought Benchall might be drafted just because he's, he can move and he's alignment. The, the thing about TJ, and I'm sure he knows this too, and he talked about it, he knows he's not the speediest guy. And when he dropped weight and ran a, a 40 that kind of was a red flag for scouts back in March, that, that was an issue for him. And, and you, again, we talk about Van Ginkle's mobility. You know, TJ Edwards is probably a two down linebacker in the pros. You know, he, he's probably not going to play on third downs. And that's not. You know, it's like running backs are devalued now in the NFL. No, that, that's a fair point to be made. I, I know we we're both very fond of David Edwards while he was here. Um, I, I think he's going to get a good look uh, with the Rams only because uh, uh, Rob Havenstein turned out so well for him. Well, that and he's going to get a good look because I'm sure the Rams looked at his junior tape or his, his, his you know, tape from two years ago and said, that's the type of hit player he can be when he's healthy. And, and I remember talking to David in New York about the risks of going into the draft, coming off the tape he had put on this past season. And he said, he goes, I'm optimistic that people will look at the tape I had, you know, in 2017. But that's the risk he took when he was banged up all year and couldn't do the things that he can do physically. And scouts looked at that, and I'm sure scouts said, whoa, you know, is this guy, was it a one-year wonder? We need to see more. I'd feed you our poll question today, but I'm afraid I don't know the answer already because it's like who's going to be the second most impactful player for the Bucks tonight against the Celtics? You want to take a stab uh, at it? I'll say, I'll say the second most impactful player will be Jason Tatum. Oh, oh, I see what you're doing. Oh, come on. All right, Jeff, talking. No, I'm Thursday. serious. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I, Boston's a better t- I mean, seriously, isn't Boston playing now the way that people thought yes. they would be playing all year? Yeah, so you're saying the Celtics are going to win tonight. No, I'm saying that the Celtics are a better team right now. All right, that's fair. We'll talk on Thursday and see how you did, okay? All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Jeff Patrikas, Milwaukee <laughs> Journal Sentinel. Oh, bitter there almost, right? Yeah, he, when I first called him, yes. 
he said, uh, Celtics in five or six. Okay. Ooh, just stirring the pot. Call him out. When I see the Brewers one last night. He had to find something else to really <laughs> he couldn't go after Heller. focus on. Get a focus bet. on. Uh, last call next, Lucas in the morning. One, two. Ground ball toward third. Under the glove of Gutierrez. That'll bring home two. Simmons racing to third. He's going to be stopped there. Pujols with a two RBI double. That should allow him to pass Barry Bonds on the all-time RBI list for the machine. See, that's the difference between what you get out of Matt LePay, who understands the moment and delivers, always delivers, always knocks it out of the ballpark. And that crappy call you just heard there with Albert Pujols, who moved to number three on the all-time list in terms of RBIs. Only Hank Aaron and A-Rod have had more RBIs. You want to bring that moment to the attention of the listener and didn't, didn't get the job done there. Matt LePay never misses a pitch. A moment. He never misses a pitch and or a moment. That was an afterthought. Wow. Can't we just celebrate the moment for Albert Pools? You turn well, this we into could, but the guy was horrible. the Anaheim Angels broadcast. That was awful. Would you agree, Golly. John? The color analyst jumps in and is like, oh, by the he way. Saved, the color analyst saved the play-by-play guy. Sure. By it, the way, Bonds just is now yeah. dropped You'll down You'll never see Matt swing and miss on a moment. That's all I'm saying. On a moment. I agree. These are negative. You In fairness, tweet. Albert Pujols hasn't done much lately for them to be. Well, what's that have to do with anything? You know, he did something you know, there to move into he third sure place. Did. He sure it's did, and I'm glad you're celebrating it. Uh, yes, you have the music. <laughs> yeah, wait for the cue. No, yeah. that's the cue. He's done yelling. That's oh, the cue. Okay, <laughs> all right, got it. This one comes from our friends Drew and KB. In fact, uh, they put out a poll question this morning that that caught my eye. Uh, a recent study just showed that Wisconsin eats more frozen pizza than any state in the U.S., which leads to a tease for tomorrow for the hint for what's for breakfast Whoa. that I'm bringing in special, a little tease. And I have a friend who replied to the tweet who said he had a frozen pizza in his freezer every day that he lived in Wisconsin, moved to Nashville, and hasn't had one in the freezer for the last 13 years. What's that have to do? A frozen pizza. Meaning that you, when you are in Wisconsin, for some reason, it's just second nature to have a frozen pizza in the freezer ready to go. But you move elsewhere, you don't, don't think about having it as much anymore. I guess so. Well, there's no, there's no proof to that. I that's, just gave you a, proof. He said for 13 crap. years. Are you calling my friend a liar? Yes. He's, <laughs> He's lying. He put He's it got on frozen. Twitter. It can't be a lie. So you're bringing us pizza tomorrow? Um, maybe. I won't give it away. That's a, that's a, I'll that's take a clue. That. I gave a clue. Well, we need, we need someone to wash it down. Wash it I'm down. On, okay. I had to text John yesterday. I need a place to cook it. I can't cook it here. There's not an oven. So, so how are you going to do it? That's why I said I got to go the extra mile that I didn't have time this morning to do it. It'll be tomorrow. You say that as if we should have an oven. Should. And they don't even have an oven here at iHeart. At both they don't have a microwave? I, they have a microwave. Other place that why I work. Why can't you use a microwave? It's not the same, though. You can't make a frozen pizza in the Pretty microwave. Good. No, no, no. You get sick eating that. Wait, you you're what bringing you in frozen about? pizzas? Wasn't that the question I thought I you just wanted to. Okay. Yeah, you were. The second most impactful Pete. player tonight for the Milwaukee Bucks is Lopez. Chris Middleton. Bledsoe. He's going to shoot Bledsoe. more threes. That was your argument to start. I know, but I've changed my mind. Chris Middleton's going to shoot more threes. Jump off tonight. his bandwagon awfully yep. quick. Thanks for listening to Lucas in the Morning. Dan Patrick Show is coming up next. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.